Do you hate your job? Of course you do. So do Liz and Noah. Now it's time to join their conversation so you can figure out how to quit your soul-crushing job. Why do we ever talk to anybody about doing IBC? Me? My, yeah. Is that for me, the question? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, well, to, for us, I think it was an alternative. Do we earn alternative... a commission off of it? No. No. Do we, what else, what benefit do we get out of convincing someone to do IBC? It, well, it, I, I thought it was like a more beneficial way. Well, it gets you out of like the market. It can get you out of the market and... But that's not a it benefit be to us. Oh, a benefit to us? Yeah. I don't know. In case we people are wondering. Like. I don't care. What yeah. what do people. <laughs> I, do we get because a benefit? I don't think we get any benefit we have from a, other maybe people. We a long term side benefit. The satisfaction which is the of more, helping. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, so the, the only real benefit. Well, one, because like I talk to people that. Well, I mean. Okay, so in one way, I love everybody and I want them to do the best. And so if anybody's willing to s listen, I'll talk to them about it. I don't care who it is. Um, yeah. Not many people will, though. Not right, many people exactly. get into life insurance and like long-term yeah, financial planning. Yeah, you little nerd, you. <laughs> but there, no, there is, there is a tangential benefit if enough people do it. It creates a more sound economy because basically if everybody's doing their own banking... If we take a loan out from our policy, it's 100% collateralized where uh, banks have what's called fractional reserve banking, which means if I put $100 in there, they can lend out $1,000, which um, overly inflates the economy and creates a s false sense of prosperity and has all kinds of other repercussions and things like that. <laughs> oh, but, okay. So, so this helps combat that. It is, does, okay, yeah. Well, okay. so um, <laughs> on... The yeah, I Laura wasn't going to get that deep with my sisters I, or anything no, about I that. No, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, but on the Laura Murphy report, at one part of their intro is like creating the 10%. Because if 10% of Americans were to, to, to follow IBC, it would put a significant dent in the fractional reserve system and create a much sounder economy. That's the only benefit. I, I mean, I would actually, we would reap off of it other than, you know, spreading knowledge and like for our own personal yeah. Growth and stuff like that. Yeah. But, um, oh, where, where were we starting when I jumped in uh, with all that? Uh, thinking of it in two ways, the investment way. Oh, yeah. And the oh, yeah. So that's when you IBC lose way. people. Yeah. Is if I say anything about an investment or even like talking about that it's like 4% guaranteed growth, uninterrupted interest over time, plus dividends. I'm, I'm losing people right there because if I'm using that as a selling point, then they're going to say, well, the stock market, even though the stock market, well, just crashed. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, ah! <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just being Oh, a my jerk. gosh. Um, no, but, you know, they you can show, you can use numbers to show whatever you want them to show, but... Um, you know, the stock market has grown over time at X percent, whatever. It's more than 4%. Um, so if you start talking about one of these policies as if you, you don't even have to say it's an investment. If you talk about it in terms of an investment versus like if you start talking about returns and you start talking about growth 
and things like that, you've already lost the battle because then, then you're starting to like, then you, then at that point you can just put it on paper and say, well, my money will perform like this in this investment account and will perform like this in an IBC investment account. But the point of an IBC account, again, it's not the account. The account's just the place to keep your money. The point of it, like you said, which I was really proud of you, uh, is to take over the banking function for your own life. So it's the fact that you have access to your own money. Yeah. You yeah. Cause I didn't a- talk about that. Yeah. How we, I mean, it's very, very liquid. It's pretty yeah. easy. It's not as easy as going to an ATM or going to the bank. It's actually easier than an ATM. It just takes a little longer. I don't oh, have okay. to leave my That's house to true. get the money. That's true. <laughs> it goes there directly you... into my bank account in like 24... three business days. Oh, okay. So like 72 hours. Yeah. They yeah. say three to five. It's always like two to three. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. And I probably never use the term investment if yeah if anything to well, them i i would say it's instead of investing in the stock market which right. i mean it's an alternative to that but i would say it's it's your own bank being your own bank is what i stress so yeah. yay you, you nailed it Woo! so yeah so it's yeah when when i start talking about those so like there's all these side benefits so the death benefit uh hello is a huge one that you're not going to get from any other investment Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. So when I die, party, right? No. Like, <laughs> oh my God, no. So no, I'm kidding. But you know what I mean. Like, right. there's no other quote-unquote investment, no other place for you to park your money that's gonna give your loved ones a shitload of money when you die. Okay. So that's that's a benefit. So all these things that I mistakenly put sometimes at the forefront, like right. this guaranteed growth, the dividend payment, the death benefit. I never even thought about that. You're though like, yeah, it's like I could never house a bunch of money in a bank. And then, you know, if I die, if I have a policy, that, like, it's not like the bank is going to turn around and give you a hundred thousand dollars. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Just you're gonna, because you're going to get whatever was in there. Minus your closing the account fees and then uh, give most of it away to the funeral service and then uh, get whatever scraps are left. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so all these things are like just bonus benefits. The, the real important thing about this account is the functionality of it, which means you can take a loan whenever you want for how much ever you want without a credit check, without explaining what you're going to do to the money with the money anytime and it doesn't matter if you're 59 and a half doesn't matter uh if you're gonna put it into a ponzi scheme or avon lady avon yeah (laughs) amway uh you know sell (laughs) well so then are are you gonna talk about um the paying yourself back aspect though like so that there's no schedule for that either when you borrow when you borrow money from the bank for a car well but it's different there's the, a benefit. The way, the way you're supposed to do it based on the books and the people who talk is... Okay, so so you have this account. Okay, yes, it has guaranteed return. Yes, it has dividends. Yes, it has a death benefit. But don't think about that. Nothing... That has nothing to do with IBC. The only thing that has to do with IBC, the infinite banking concept, is you're your own banker now. And that money that's in there that you have access to is what you're going to use to fund anything that A, you would have taken a loan from a bank for, or B, and this one isn't talked about as much, but that's gonna give you a bigger return than you're already getting in there. So A is most important, B is secondary. But if you're looking for financial freedom, B is also very important. And that's what we mm-hmm. hopefully want us, to, most of the money we're taking out of there, we wanna put to B, 
us personally because we want to build up monthly cash flow with our land business but if we're building up man- monthly cash flow, well actually it is more important for us to build up monthly ca- cash flow than it is to take it out for things we ooh, I would rather take a loan from a bank for a car and have that same amount of money taken out for our land business because that money taken out for our land business is going to earn us Mm -hmm. at least double what we've taken out. Right. So today you're saying today. Yeah. If that like you'd rather take out a loan for a car traditionally. Right. In fact, B is so important. If we had to choose A or B, we'd only do B because we're gonna yeah whatever interest we're paying on a loan to a bank for a car is gonna be less than the amount of money that we're gonna earn by putting the money into our business so we should use the profits from our business to pay the bank back and so the point is and really now that i'm thinking about it out loud like it would be beneficial (laughs) it would be beneficial if we never if we didn't even take a loan out from ourselves to buy a car if we always know a way that's going to earn us more interest than we would be paying on a car that we should always be putting our money there first which means every dollar that we have in our ibc account should be loaned out to ourselves to buy income producing assets that are going to earn us more income yeah. than we would be paying interest on a car is that confusing to say it that way uh no i mean i follow you but yeah i like you said i, I know a thing or two about it so yeah and i plus, get it yeah that money is doing double duty because let's say we take out ten thousand dollars to buy a piece of property that we want to sell for twenty five thousand dollars that ten thousand dollars while we're paying 5% interest on it, it's also still earning and growing at 4% interest. So now this is where you can get into the weeds again, talking about the investment (laughs) portions of it. But the point is, if I take that $10,000 and buy a car, and so, okay, so the way the system is, is written and you should follow is you would ask, like, if I were gonna take this $10,000 from the bank, what would the interest rate be? What would the payoff schedule be? And let's say you make it a four-year loan. So you get those numbers in front of you. You get what the market numbers are. And then let's say it's $259 a month for four years or something. I haven't done the math. I don't know if that's right, but whatever. Instead of paying the bank $259 a month, so your car is paid off, you pay, you've taken the loan out for yourself. Now you're going to pay yourself back $259 a month, which in essence, you're paying whatever interest rate you would have been paying to the bank back to yourself. Of course, mm-hmm. you're losing a small sliver of it because it's a loan that you've taken out at a higher interest rate than the money is growing itself, but you're essentially capturing about 80% of that interest payment that you would be giving to the bank. You're giving to yourself or right. eventually your loved ones in the future. Yeah. But like I said, now that I'm thinking about this out loud, if I can take that same $10,000 and instead of buying a car, I can buy a piece of land or 10 pieces of land or whatever that right. I'm going to sell for... Thirty to forty thousand dollars, or even twenty-five thousand, or even twenty thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and I can turn that over within even six months. Then I can, <laughs> I can pay myself back from that, and I can probably start a whole other account uh, with the leftover money. Mm-hmm. Uh, start another ten thousand dollar account, and then when that ten thousand dollars is in there, then I can either take that to borrow to hmm. buy a car. So why would you make different accounts, Noah? Well. Because we have not question. talked about that. <laughs> Wouldn't you just episode. do one? Well, there's Why do you have several reasons. <laughs> okay, let's say you opened up a bank. Now, let's say it's a traditional bank, not a bank like we're talking about, like our IBC account, which should be viewed as a bank. Mm-hmm. But let's say you go through all the rigmarole and you get your proper license 
licensing and you pay the all the fees and all that kind of shit and and uh you haven't been wedged out of the market and they finally approve you to get a bank let's say all that happened all right and you start turning a profit you know people are putting their money in there (laughs) right and you're loaning out 10 times as much as they give you because you're allowed to do that through the government and uh and right now actually they because this corona covid19 bullshit uh, they've, I think they've made it indefinite, so banks can loan out as much money as they want. So that's awesome. Cool. Sarcastically, anyway. time to go get a car loan. Yeah, <laughs> I need a new car. So for you've reals. got this bank. <laughs> <laughs> you've got this bank, and it's growing really quickly, and it's being very successful. It's raking in a lot of money. What would your next move as a business owner be? Open another location. Open another location. That's right. Yeah. So the so the same thing goes for your personal bank, and I think. Um, well, I think and you can max them out too. Isn't that another? That's thing? right. So when you so first set two, up your bank, yeah. if you're let's say you're 20 years old and you're in college and you're only making, you're working part time, you're making ten thousand dollars a year or something like that. Um, so if you know when the people who make the accounts, the actuaries. They have a projection for how long they think you'll live based on your blood work and your paperwork and, and your health and all that kind of stuff. Any pre-existing conditions, which they're still allowed to take into account at this point in time. Um, so they have a projection for how long you should live. And then they have a projection for how much they think you would possibly be able to earn in your lifetime in that amount of time. And how much, how big your death benefit can be is based on that. I don't know if, I don't think it's one-to-one or whatever, but it's based off of that. So if you start your first account when you're, you know, well, shit, Ziri, our daughter has one and we got that for her when she was eight, I think. And uh, so who knows what they think her lifetime earning potential is. She's in fourth grade right now. Yeah. (laughs) Who knows? Interesting. Yeah. But let's say she decides to get her own when she's 18 and she works at Burger King for 10 hours a week and she's going to school. Well, how much they project she's going to be able to make, uh, let's say 10 years later when she owns her own business and she's making $100,000, $200,000 a year is going to go up quite a bit. Um, And I won't get into this whole side note, but if you're running your IBC account perfectly, the the your premium should match your income, which and actually your premium. And this is one I just heard off this podcast, this new podcast. I've never heard this phrase said before, and it blew my mind a little bit. Your premium should exceed your income. You should be. What? <laughs> really? Yeah. Not heard that. Yep. Yeah. So you've heard premium should equal income, right? Nope. I haven't actually, no. Yeah. If you're running the system perfectly, every dollar that you come into contact should go into one of your IBC accounts. Because wow, when you talk about building your warehouse of, well, <laughs> warehouse of wealth, no, your wealth, warehouse, where, of wealth. warehouse of wealth, basically another way they described it, which just gave me a mental picture. You've got income and you've got expenses, right? Right. All you really want to do is plug ibc into the middle of those two whoa so every every dollar goes through there and then it starts growing so every single dollar yeah your income's the same your expenses are the same whatever i mean of course you should try to grow your income but if you put ibc in the middle of your income and your expenses then every single dollar that you ever touch is going to start growing compounding uninterrupted tax-free whoa yeah (laughs) let that blow your mind yeah. So, I mind mean, is blown. 
Yeah. So like every dollar you don't put in there is another dollar you're you're not going to receive uh, exponential growth from. So and and so the 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 key to um, what you put into the IBC should exceed your income is they told a little anecdote about this and they were talking to Nelson Nash and said. Um, because the guy who does this episode, who knows way more about this and knows how to set up the po- the policies and everything, he said his mind was blown. He's like, well, how, how is that even possible? How can you put in more than your income? And then Nelson says, you get paid dividends, right? Yeah. So your dividends uh, should always be reinvested back into your IBC policy, which ours are automatically set up to do that. But so... Yeah, every dollar you're taking in from your business or your job or whatever goes there first. And then if you can set it up so your income, you can you can have it like like um, we have like an auto loan repayment set up right now. It's just like any other bill, it's just $100 a month right now just to kind of slowly build it back up until we can build our cash flow up a little bit more to increase it. But so, you know, even if you're putting it back in there to basically kill the interest that you're paying on the loans, and then you can even pay your bills out of there if you want. You know, you can every month, a couple of days before rent's due, whatever, take take wow. out a loan to pay your rent. So, like, yeah, it's, I don't it's crazy. But, so was there anything <laughs> <laughs> that I just said that's, like, changes, like, how you think about it at all? Well, the strong visual of the getting every dollar to filter through is for sure one makes me think of we need to change things somehow yeah um or you know if we're waiting for a certain point for us to make that work i guess like sitting down and thinking of the mechanics of how that would actually work but um but no that's it was a really good visual uh so thank you for that yeah yeah (laughs) no it's yeah yeah not my visual. But. And and thinking about the talking about it in two different ways. And I think it kind of clears it up for me too. And it's like I I think we both knew that. Yeah. We but it's it's it's, with, just been, it's, it's a, com- becoming clearer and clearer. Right. Well, and and how to talk about it with people. It's helpful for that cuz you yes. know all those things. I would say you knew all of those things about it. Right. But you just have a clearer way of talking about it, even though you knew all those things, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, I remember talking to Tucker, my middle brother, about this uh, closer to when I was first learning about it. And I've talked to him a few times about it. And I think I've, I've given it a poor representation every time. But, you know, when I tell Tucker, like, well, yeah, you get the guaranteed 4% plus dividends. He's like, well, why would I do that when I could put it? in a Roth IRA that's uh, tax, you know, it'll be tax free because you've already paid taxes on it, but I'm going to earn 10%, even though those are funny numbers. Those are not real numbers, but (laughs) you know, and I, and my defense was, well, this is guaranteed. It won't go down. Oh Um, yeah. And which I do think of that as a benefit, like you're saying, but it's, yeah, but you're, you're saying against somebody who's like, I, I think I'm going to make more money investing this way. Right. Yeah. So we're, they've brought me onto the, the battlefield of investments when that's not the point. Gotcha. And so while you can argue that it's a comparable or even favorable 
investment investment that's not that's yeah. tangential it's like beside the point it's not it's yeah. doesn't matter so you can do infinite banking with a bank account you can do infinite banking with uh, different types of financial instruments it just so happens that dividend paying whole life insurance is the best way because of the features and benefits of it yeah so the infinite banking concept is is a way of thinking about avoiding paying interest on loans well, gosh, and try getting that. So that's why it also makes sense because, yeah, so th- I did just have a realization now. So like you said, when when your brother's like, oh, but like I invest this way. Right. When you should be like, well, what kind of interest does your checking and savings account get? How is that growing? Right. Because really you need to be comparing it to his bank. Right. Like Either that's, or, or both. That's, yeah. So it's like, because yeah, go try. Like we get such dismal like, uh, like you can't even I mean in it's a regular like checking savings account or something like that yeah so that's an eighth of a percent that's why you're saying like that's that's why you become your own banker because in my head I was right. also thinking okay it's not the investment so the question might become well then why do I want to be my own banker and right. that's where some of this other stuff of like how your money grows because that is way higher than what you'll get in a checking or savings account oh unbelievably so so that's why you're you're exactly right it's not apples to apples when you compare it to a roth ira or 401k and the other thing the other thing is okay so it's beneficial to a bank account because you earn interest it's beneficial to well so you don't even have to think of it as beneficial to a roth ira instead of putting your money into a roth ira you can put it into an ibc account then you can take that out as a loan to yourself put it in the ira put it in the roth ira right whatever. exactly yeah yeah so it can do both so the money that's in there is also growing at four percent on top of whatever it's doing in the market yeah so yes you right. wouldn't want to you wouldn't want to max out and take all of it because there are ways you can get upside down on your loans if you go nuts and right. you never pay anything back right um, which again, you're not advocating that and, I'm not, and I'm hopefully not. if if anybody who's actually listening would go through the steps of it you'll learn all of the, this and if you have someone right. to guide you like we have Russ oh, sure like so it's a lot of information to take in and talk about and like there are things you can do wrong but like hopefully if you're actually going to go through the steps of it right I mean we're Even not as experts we have help like we have Russ right we, and you definitely need to find somebody. It's not any life insurance agent. I don't care how much you love your life insurance agent or your whoever insurance agent. You have to find a, an authorized practitioner of IBC. It that has too. To be somebody who knows what they're doing because it can every, mess up. Every life insurance agent will tell you if you explain what you'll say. Do you know what IBC is? And they'll say no. And then you'll explain it to them and they'll be like, Oh yeah, we, we do that. We've been doing that forever. Uh, have you heard of Universal Life? and you so, don't do it no. search out the practitioners exactly who, who know what they're doing because then Russ. then I, you'll be safe email me and i'll i'll give you russ's office's phone number and they'll set you up um because that is important you can get majorly mm-hmm. fucked over if you don't do it yeah. right yeah but no so yeah i did have yeah that's a realization i'm having now and how i can more clearly see the difference 
because so for us because we are we do not have a Roth IRA and we're not doing that there I think a lot of people like your brothers are thinking so this is that this is our version of that so that's why they want to talk in those terms about it when really it's really like no this is our bank like this is like right. instead of your local branch bank that we're replacing. This isn't exactly. replacing your Roth IRA, your 401k, right. whatever it is. And a lot of people that do IBC have a place in their portfolio for those things too. That's, mm-hmm. you know, and I would consider getting back into the market, possibly using different instruments than a Roth IRA, but uh, it I went on sale today more. and yeah, or whatever what it went on sale. Yeah. I heard it's been it, on sale, maybe. Yeah, is what. it's a good time if if you if you love the market and you can't stand not having a an IRA or a four hundred one k. Now's the time to buy it. But even still, I don't know. Like I don't know. I'm I'm iffy on. Well, it. yeah, we're I would not get, experts. I would get. I would look into something more like an indexed annuity or something like that personally. Uh, if I'm going to get back into the market rather than a Roth IRA, but that's because I'm super smart. <laughs> oh my gosh, and funny. No, yeah. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. Yeah. So many. Yeah. No, this is good. And I, I like talking about it too. I just, I just don't always know exactly all the ins and outs. Cause I also didn't go through the process you did. I do not have this set up for me personally. So right. I'll put that out there. We have one for Noah. Two. And, I have two. Ziri oh, has one. Ziri, Ziri has one. I, okay. Yeah. Two Correct. for Noah, one for our daughter. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. So, but yeah. And a lot of people just don't want to do it. I think it's too it's much just, uh, research for a lot of people. Yeah. I think they think it's non-conventional, and why would they go outside of the four hundred one k? That you no, know, why would they go outside a bank? Even I mean, well, that, we have yeah. bank accounts, we do, but like, yeah, it's it's yeah, too and that's unconventional. The other thing. It doesn't them. necessarily have to be a replacement for anything. It can mm-hmm. be in addition to. That's true. And so maybe that's part of my mistake is I when I talk to people i say why would you put your money here when you could put it here where you can put your money both places yeah 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 so you just go balls to the wall so that's... i do well i'm right and everybody else is wrong <laughs> <laughs> yeah so. no that's true it could be that that could be a better way to go about it as in addition to in our minds i think we think it's not as effective if you do it that way but right maybe it's better than i mean not we at all to- we have bank accounts. We right. have to keep certain money in there because right. they're not going to automatically bill pay out of my life insurance policy. Right. Uh, that'd right, right, be right. great if there's a way to do that because we would totally do that. Yeah. But, that'd be amazing. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, we have to have those things. We don't any longer have any IRAs or 401ks. And, and also, doesn't mean we won't any time in the future, but yeah. it's not a priority. Yeah. Even now when it's on sale. What were you going to say? Yeah. Oh, I was going to say um, we also have our credit card that we use for getting like travel points and stuff too. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if like, I mean, we couldn't set the payment for our credit card to come out of our IBC. Right. Like yeah. we have a, a credit card we use. That I we mean, love we and kind of almost could. I mean, almost. we know what date it's due on. Um, yeah. Well, maybe those are things we need to reconsider or like yeah. look at a little closely. If I wonder, but, I wonder how much damage that would do to the interest we're paying if we move money in and take it out every month. Like, I don't know how that, I don't know the mm. functionality of that. Maybe I should set up a call yeah. with Russ. Maybe. Sounds like if I'm putting like $2,000 in my account to pay off a loan. And then I'm taking it out 14 days later. What effect does that have on my interest? I don't know. Don't call, call in or don't don't email me and ask me that because I don't know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> call Russ. I should call Russ. Maybe I should schedule an appointment with him. Everybody listening should call Russ. Yeah. 
<laughs> Email me. I'll give you his number. I mean, I'll give you his office's number. I, I, he's So they have new practitioners. They have a guy named Jonathan. Uh, they have a couple other new people that might be basically like their kind of underlings who are taking on most new people now. So I'm not sure how often Russ and Joey actually take new people on themselves. Um, but I if can, they're working with them, they're good. They're good. They all do it themselves. They all do IBC. They they know the ins and outs. They've taken loans out. They understand all of it. So they can explain it to you. Um, but yeah, I'll, I mean, you could probably go online and find it yourself. But if you email me, I'll, I'll give you all the contact information and stuff like that. So, and I don't get anything out of it. I don't get any like commission no or anything like that, but I'm happy to. Yeah, we believe I'm, in it. I'm happy to send anybody his way because he's been great for us. And um, and, and I think, yeah, we're, we're at the beginning. So we're just getting everything implemented and in place. And um, which is, I think, why we get a lot more questions from people because the results haven't shown up on the back end yet. But I think once it starts showing up, then we'll have more people coming to us rather than us going to them. Because I think we're not really reaching out proactively to as many of our close friends and family about it as much right now just because it didn't get the response i had hoped for and um but i think i really think in like five years when everything's rolling and it's starting to become more obvious that we've made some good decisions i think people are going to start coming to us about it and wish mm-hmm. they'd done it when i first brought it up to them yeah but we're not there yet <laughs> we'll get there yeah we're not rich yet that was no. a good episode yeah <laughs> it's a long one, but it's good. Yeah. I meant yeah. we did an episode called We're, We're Not Rich Yet. Oh, oh we? yeah. I think we did. No, this is a double episode. What? Why but can't yeah. it just be a long one? Because this will get us covered for Monday. Oh, man. Okay. No? It's a I double know, it's episode one way or the other. All right, fine. It's <laughs> up to you. So, what's the moral of the story? What'd you learn today? Wash my hands and don't touch my face. <laughs> and there's no toilet paper anywhere. Mm. Mm. and no what did i learn today (laughs) i learned more about ibc and now i can more intelligently talk about it to people it makes me want to talk about it yeah like and i know it's so annoying because like no one wants unsolicited advice yeah so it's like one of the things i'll have to hold in my back pocket that in case somebody happens to talk about saving money or whatever that i can pull out and talk Mm -hmm. about with like gusto because it, right. it feels like such a find yeah yeah of like this great best kept secret type thing yeah like, i know so so well, i'll basically i'll be sorry. waiting for, you know till someone brings it up right not banking in particular not but like even, yeah you know at our age we get the occasional like you know how do you guys handle finances and how do you how right. do you invest or yeah how do you plan for retirement whatever i mean mm-hmm. it's starting to float around a little bit and right and we like talking about money more now than we ever did even though we don't have a lot yeah <laughs> but we have a lot of assets now. we have a lot of assets <laughs> yeah um, so yeah well, i guess one last thing i'd like to add mm-hmm. is that uh if you're listening to this and you think you don't earn enough money or you're too old you're not and you don't so i've heard pe- i've heard them talk about people who have uh monthly payments of 15 dollars, and as long as you don't have like a terminal disease and you're insurable then you're not too old either so uh, you can do lump sum stuff like put a bunch in there at once so don't don't play the too old card. Don't play the I don't make enough money card because neither of those are true. 
and getting a start somewhere is better than putting it off yeah so agreed i second that yeah and i would probably add like usually we'll ask our listeners to ask us questions about what we're talking about in that and like sometimes it's not as like what we're talking about that episode isn't maybe going to propel you forward or like into asking a question where this topic kind of does so like really i'd say don't be shy and get a hold of us social media website yeah um and it's email whatever like because we love talking about this yeah well no especially and and there's a lot of shit i don't know about it but i still probably know more than anybody else you know (laughs) so i just say yeah reach out if you're curious at all yeah email me have uh what email do we do we give my liberty lands oh you can email yeah you can email me at my my is there a contact form usa Um, account noah n-o-a-h at liberty lands usa.com if you have a question um maybe i should start linking to that or something okay awesome well i hope you learned so i hope you stuck around for the whole thing i hope you learned well, if something it's two parts then hopefully yeah. yeah for sure yeah and it's fun to talk about check out that check out banking with life and laura murphy report and uh wealth without wall street those are all great great mm-hmm. free resources and you might have time now that yeah, you didn't right. have so quarantine yeah. podcast binge mm-hmm, mm-hmm. awesome well thanks for listening guys and we'll talk to you in a week later thanks for listening to when can i quit my job please remember to support the show by visiting when can i quit my job and clicking the patreon and amazon links also subscribe rate and review the show on itunes find us on facebook instagram and twitter tell your friends about us Liz and Noah are not financial or legal advisors, and all information given on this podcast should be consumed for entertainment purposes only.